What's up, Dub Nation? This is the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast of Sports Ethos presentation. Sam Orlick here. We've got a very special episode for you today. Brand new guest, Gotham, coming from the Game 6 Clay podcast is here. So without any further ado, let's get right into it. Hey, Gotham, what's going on, man? Hey, Sam, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. Just a chill little Sunday evening here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I feel that. Um, coming off a Niners win. Um, takes the, takes a shine away from the Warriors a little bit. So I get something to look forward to, I guess. Yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not following the NFL too much, but uh, it looks like uh, it's it's been a good it's been a good year to be a Niners fan. Yeah, man. After after a lot of a lot, I've said it my whole life, man. The only t- the only way I've ever got my heart broken was the Niners. So hopefully this year fixes a lot of it. But um, especially with the way the Warriors are playing, um, I'm 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 always down for a, a nice little recharge on a Sunday. So it's been good. Yeah, it's been kind of weird with the in season tournament. Warriors haven't had that many games. They yeah, I didn't this- we play till we don't play till Wednesday again. So kind of kind of. I mean, I, I, honestly, at this point, I'm I'm kind of happy to take a couple of days off and kind of let each loss kind of sit there um, a little longer. But, um, yeah, man, thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, Warriors opened the season playing a bunch of games compared to other teams, a bunch of back-to-backs. Um, feels like everyone's kind of ca- caught up. You kind of hit on it a little bit. Uh, Warriors obviously struggling in a rut, whatever you want to call it, um, 11th in the West, 10 and 12, you know, under 500. We've got... Um, CP3, I think he was at shoot around today. They said coming off of that illness that came up kind of last minute, um, before the OKC game, but clay didn't participate in shoot around for illness. So we'll see how that affects either of these guys. Um, it's actually Tuesday, um, the next game against Tuesday. the Phoenix Suns. Nice. Um, I think Beal's back in that game too. So. Um, I, I just another another test, man. The 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 West is the West is deep, and you know with the Warriors blowing a lot of these games and, and finding new ways to lose. Um, you know they they really got to you know right the ship, you know ASAP. Um, twenty two whatever the twenty two games into the season, so um, we'll see though. We'll see. It should be. Um, I'm, I haven't lost faith completely, but um, we'll see. Yeah, and it's interesting because the Warriors are doing some things very well. Um, it's just other things that are just completely neutralizing the good stuff that they are doing that just make it very frustrating to watch um and to continue to see the same issues right which which i think everyone is is well aware of it's it's the turnovers and the fouling um but for all the for all the people out there that are always clamoring that the warriors need to go out and get a big get a legit rim protector i've always kind of been of the mindset that you know draymond green's the best the mm-hmm. best center out there for this warrior squad, even if you go get like a a Dwight Howard type or Bismack Biombo or whatever kind of aging veteran center. Um, it, it's just not as simple as you just throw them into the lineup and all of a sudden you have a rim protector. Uh, it, it, it totally changes things. And so um, the Warriors on the season uh, have been rebounding the ball very well. Obviously, it's a little bit inflated from offensive rebounds. Uh, but their season stats right now, they're uh, fourth in the league in offensive rebounds, eighth in the league in defensive rebounds, which is, which is actually a noticeable improvement. I've been kind of tracking this as the season's gone on. And 
um, a, a couple weeks ago, you know, they, they'd, they've been elite offensive rebounding all season long, the defensive rebounding when they were like middle of the pack a couple weeks ago. So that's actually come up a lot, um, which is why I think that they've been in more of these games and had opportunities to throw them away and not just outright being blown out because they yeah. are re rebounding at a high level. Yeah, definitely. And I think that that, I mean, you hit on, you hit on, like, I think the Warriors are doing a lot of stuff well. Um, and we've seen it, you know, in the, in the games that they've blown um, the, the Kings game, the Clippers game, um, the Thunders game now, both of them. Um, and even before, I think the, the second T Wolves game was one that they had a lead in. Um, so I think the Warriors have blown, I think they're up to eight double-digit leads at some point this season and in, in, in their 12 losses, and six of them have ended up being losses. So, um, you know, I'm I'm of the mindset that, you know, you're you're not a bad team if you're getting up on on these guys. You know, you're playing younger teams. You're playing guys like the Thunder, the Kings. I think the Warriors have the the hardest uh, schedule, um, at least in the Western Conference, that they've played. So um, they're they're get, they're they're playing a lot of the hard teams out of the jump and off the, or, uh, uh, you know, from the jump. And so – you you want to see you'd expect a team that's you know been to six finals, won four championships, has Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, coached by Steve Kerr, to to not be having these late game blunders. And I'm not, and this is to kind of this is not to say that you know you're not going to expect those because um, I, I think the key reason that they're having these it's 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 clearly the turnovers um, and some of the personnel um, and lineup issues that we're seeing. Like the Warriors have always kind of played that brand of basketball where. You know, you're it's that it's you're towing the line of just I think Steph said it where you're just kind of it's it's organized chaos and and that's where the Warriors have you know built a dynasty on um you know letting Steph and Clay kind of take those crazy shots that go in and, and really just um you know those haymakers that we've seen um the Warriors deliver for over a, a decade and and kind of just play defense on both sides and, and get out and transition and run but um you know with with the way Clay has been playing this year in terms of shooting wise um Wiggins is kind of slow starting um this year when and missing a few games as well um and then just the clunkiness of of um having uh two bigs and Draymond and Looney I think that we're really seeing that the lineup that we depended on last year with the vets, um, that was the number one lineup in uh, plus minus, I think, um, you know, for the games that they played, um, that that lineup's not cutting it. And and the fact that the Warriors have guys like Moses Moody, um, Jonathan Kuminga, Podzemski off the bench, um, you're seeing some of these combinations around Steph where um, you throw in connector guys. I've always I've always said this on on our show is, um, you know, you got it. You got to ride with the connectors and, and the guys that I see that are those kind of connecting types that you can play with the Steph and Draymond are, are GP, um, Moses Moody, Kuminga, Pajemski. So you, the the fix, I feel like, is in in-house. Like it's not that the Warriors are that far off. Um, obviously, sitting at 10 and 12, um, you, you want more of those to convert into wins. But um and just the way they've they've lost these games has been obviously super demoralizing, and and you can see Steph kind of say it in the post games, man. Like it's it's kind of, it, there's not much you can do, um, except that go out and 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 stop turning the ball over. But um, I think we're 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 starting to see, and it's going to happen inevitably to any any team, any dynasty that's had such an extended run where. If you either adapt or you die, and I've been saying that for the last couple of weeks, um, it, it's it's really on the coaching staff and and the Warriors vets to to realize, hey, like you're not able to win games like you used to. Um, with uh, you know, Clay's just Clay's not the the same shooter scorer he was, back, you know, pre injury where you know any shot was a good shot. You thought it was had a chance to go now. Any shot that's not a set shot, you you feel like is not going in. So um, it takes it's going to take a little bit of a mindset adjustment, I think, um, as, as well as just, you know, taking care of the ball and 
and you know making that an emphasis but um to be sitting here 10 12 um, i think clay said it in the post game man there's still 60 games left um the warriors have shown that they can hang with uh you know pretty much every team that they've played now it's just about you know cleaning everything up tightening the screws and and getting back into the win column and and the schedule is going to line up um obviously coming off you know three three four days of rest here and um as you kind of transition into new, into the new year um the vet the west is still very much you know in play the, i think they're two and a half games or three games out of the, the fourth seed or something like that. So um, it's, it's nowhere near, like I'm, I'm not at a point of, you know, the sky is falling, but I'm, I'm at the point where, you know, it's, it's gotta happen now. Um, otherwise, you know, you're just going to keep digging yourself into a hole that at some point is going to be too hard to get over. Yeah. Some really good points that you made there um, with, with the main one being like, everything's in house. I, I don't think it's at the point where you go out and look to make a blockbuster trade. I think that, whatever you whatever you likely have to give up to get in return it, it doesn't end up being a net positive and at that point you're kind of pressing the reset button because i think at the end of the day steph curry wants clay thompson and draymond green and andrew wiggins out there on the floor with him like he wants his guys and so if you start trying to look at any of those pieces in uh and moving those in a trade um you're you're really just throwing off the whole the whole chemistry here and, and everything that you've built um yeah, I'm I'm kind of on two two like way like train of thoughts on that one. I'm I'm behind a move. I think that this team does. I think they get better with with a move of, for example, uh, you know, a Chris Paul, a Kuminga, uh, Wiggins, and like picks. Those are your assets that are really movable. So I think you can net something that you know can turn into. Is it a Pascal Siakam? Is it a Laurie Markkinen? Who knows? Um, I don't know what the uh, what the offers are, what the what the trade market's going to be for for guys like that. But I do think that they're the the Warriors can really elevate themselves into a contender or into a legit championship contender by getting a solid number two. Um, I think that again, go to your point. A lot of this, like any move or no, non move that gets made, is is going to get uh, is going to go through Steph Curry. So it really is on Steph, man. Like he this this last part of the dynasty this iteration of like you know the the come down really where you know you got you you got to the top at uh back to the top in 22 and um it's really now just about extending that how much more can can Steph get uh, accomplish um with this team and with this uh with this run and i he's clearly still got it um obviously playing at an mvp level at at, at age 35 going into 36 so um i'm in i'm i'm in two trains of thoughts i i don't think it makes sense to move um like a clay um i personally I'm, i've just always been an emotional fan and um you know if you do end up making a move that involves clay um a like you said just the the ramifications from a locker room standpoint of, of how to, how does that go over like with Steph and, and and all those guys but um also if, if you make the move and it doesn't work out then you really just kind of ruined um what should have been you know clay thompson retiring in a warriors jersey so i think you make that happen as as much as possible and there are avenues that you can do that um that a involve a trade or, or even don't but um if they don't make a trade um which is what i think is gonna happen um unless mike dunleavy jr kind of comes in and and really starts to you know put put a different stamp onto the front office role um that we saw you know prior with bob myers it was more so of a wait and see and 
um if anything it was just kind of like a deadline thing but um so i i, I think it's gonna be interesting to see how dunleavy kind of navigates this next you know month or so going into you know december january um with the trade deadline coming up in february so um but if they don't make a move man i, I i'm with you i think that uh, but the the adjustments have to come from from uh, steve kerr's coaching staff as you know acknowledging that you know you're not going to be able to win the same way you have before um you know if that involves not closing with um you know Wiggins a Looney a Clay at times um for some of these younger younger guys that have shown that they can kind of step in I think Jonathan Kuminga and the Trailblazers game um sat the whole first half and then um really provided that spark off the bench for against a young athletic team so um, there are guys uh, on this bench. I think this, this this team is very deep. Um, we spent the entire offseason kind of raving about the moves that they made, acquiring Sar or acquiring CP, getting Sarich. Um, so in that goes, you know, you have to win games a different way, especially especially seeing how the the first kind of quarter of the season has unfolded. Um, so um, I'm with you. I think that there there is move, there are moves to be made um, that can definitely vault these guys, and they have the assets. But at the same time, I don't think that um making a trade it necessarily means that um or i don't think making a trade you know vaults them into or not making a trade it doesn't keep them as a contender i think they're they're a contender right now um but with the way they're built it's just going to require a little bit more adjustments and and really just you know curtailing some of these egos for these vet guys and um and really leaning into the the, the full roster that you put together yeah I, I i really doubt that there's a trade i think if there's a trade it's probably fringe fringe guys which probably isn't like for what you said like a, a strong number two option um cp3 is obviously the the most the most money on the books that could be moved but then at the same time next year that that contract just goes to nothing like, yeah so i think for optionality and and i think you know it's really hard there's so many different ways to kind of look at all of this if you're just simply talking about what's the way we can simply just get the best talent on the floor at a time for sure look to package maybe cp3 and kaminga and go after a siakam or larry marketing and get that legit number two score at the same time though you know you also mentioned andrew wiggins is a guy to shop even though wiggins has been um very underwhelming for a variety of reasons even though he's shown some life lately um he's still really the only proven guy that can guard that can guard yeah. the other team's dudes, right? So 100%. if you do want that long postseason run, regardless of where Wiggins is offensively, defensively, he continues to show effort. He's the guy that's guarding De'Aaron Fox, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic. 100%. Even when you get GP2 back, GP2 is going to be a little bit more of a specialist in, in that in that realm. Um, and so I just feel like Wiggins has already proven he can be that guy um, in the moment. And it's just been unfortunate, you know, with, whether it's the – extended injury to his ribs from the Lakers series uh, of the playoffs. It was, you know, his first season missing more than half the season in his career. He's out of rhythm and he's never really gone through that before. I don't really know what is going on for him, but obviously, you know, we had kind of come to expect like Wiggins has arrived. He's the man. Yeah. And he showed glimpses of that at the start of last season, you know, came back for the playoffs, looked pretty good all things considered obviously wasn't elite but there wasn't really any like warning bells but then for sure um taking a nosedive lost all confidence again starting to come around um yeah. and look a little bit better he's been making all his free throws lately which is good six turnovers against okc that was just a lot of those were just sloppy um and just seemed like not smart plays. so um some stuff to clean up there but i like what you said as far as 
this is going to be a big change um, for Steve Kerr, right? This is good. This is really going to test Steve Kerr and the coaching staff. Are they willing to adapt or is Kerr just going to lean into that, you know, starting five that had the best net rating in the season last year that won the year before? Um, Cause I mean, I, I love Looney more than, more than most. And this I just has not been, this has not been Looney season. I don't know yeah. what it is. Um, he continues to suit up every night. He continues to give effort. It's not like he's not trying um, for whatever it is. He's not the same defensively uh, being able to slide his feet and not pick up fouls. He hasn't had that presence on the offensive or defensive boards, and he's just not looking for his shot um, in any capacity. So it's really hard when you have him, even with Draymond shooting the best he's ever shot from three in the longest time. Yeah, guys, um, still don't got- respect Draymond out there, like in terms of like getting the defense to commit. So you're still getting the paint super packed. Um, so with I think with the the problem with the starting lineup, and I think I'm with you. Uh, a great point in terms of like you know it's on Steve Kerr, and um, we started to hear that. I think it was after the the, the Blazers game uh, where he had mentioned that, um, you know, it, it it's time to you know he gave the the vets a run, but you know starting you, you might be uh, having different lineups um, starting. Uh, games depending on the matchup and so I think we're starting to see that um I think Steph kind of said it as well after one of those games um, I'm forgetting right now but um kind of echoing the same thing of like hey this it's it's obviously like we're not getting off the starts we want and um you know if we got to play whoever's out there um and can impact the game so I think the problem with the line the starting line right now like you mentioned Draymond and Looney um just kind of clog it up offensively in terms of just spacing but Clay and Wiggins also just haven't been, um, you know, the 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 scoring threats that we've been accustomed to seeing them. Um, obviously, Clay with the with the shots, um, shot selection. I think for Clay, it's 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 a weird kind of conundrum because I feel like he's been playing pretty well. Like eighty, like it's kind of eighty twenty. Um, eighty percent has been like you know pretty solid, like what you you know want to expect. But the twenty percent where he t- you know takes bad shots or or is getting uh, beat defensively uh, whatever it is I feel like all those mistakes kind of happen at the worst times and so to find that that combination of of you know three guys that can can consistently play around um, Steph and Draymond who I think are the only two right now that that you can confidently say can should be closing games um, on a consistent basis Um, so the other three spots it, it really is up for um, you know who's who fits best at, in that specific game. Who who's been playing better, matchup based, and like and like uh, I think Marcus Thompson had a piece where it, it, he kind of outlined that where it was like, hey, this is this is different than what we've seen the war or the Warriors do things like uh, it's different than we've seen them do things in the past in terms of kind of just knowing who the closing lineup is, who's going to be out there, uh, whether that was you know the KD iteration, the Harrison Barnes, um, whoever it was. Even in twenty twenty two, I feel like we had a pretty good stranglehold of who's who's closing so um it's going to be different um uh, but again like this it, this the, the the depth of this team i think opens up to you know the different options that you can have in terms of a, a game-by-game basis and you know if you if you can put the right three guys around steph and draymond um you know they're, they're going to make something happen um i think for them too like in terms of turnovers um steph's been you know uncharacteristically um careless with the ball like he's always had that knack for um, turnovers and, and stuff like that. But I feel like it's been a little bit, a little bit more than normal. Maybe it's just because they've been losing some of these games the way they have, but um, yeah, man, I, 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 I'm, I'm excited to see how, how these next couple weeks go um, because 
it's it's really on on these guys um within and and nobody's gonna help them out like like you said like i don't see a trade happening um just with the with the pieces available um and and you know who's out there so i i it's it's on the guys in the locker room and it's, it's going to start with the, the coaching staff, you know, making those tough decisions of who's going to be out there and, and who, you know, has to take a step, a step back on a nightly basis. And it might be guys that we've been, you know, grown accustomed to seeing um, over the course of, you know, the last like decade or with Wiggins, you know, like, now, like the last four or five years. So um, yeah. definitely fun, definitely fun times though. Um, yeah. And it's interesting because Steve Kerr said this uh, like opening night at the end of the first game that, and we saw that with Andrew Wiggins riding the bench, but that was that seemed pretty evident because Wiggins was just obviously not playing well at all. Um, that he just wasn't in there to close out games. Um, and then a couple of weeks ago, Steve Kerr went on 95-7 the game and, and told this story about in his days in Chicago in a in a playoff series against the the Sonics. He was having a really bad series and just yeah, shooting right. the ball horribly and talking about his, his wife is talking to the owner at a team dinner and and the owner's asking about Kerr and how he's doing and oh he's torn up and the owner's like well I mean honestly it doesn't really matter how Kerr's doing it matters how how Scotty and Jordan are doing and and Kerr kind of laughed and he's like when I heard that it's kind of like oh great I'm off the hook but then at the same time like what the hell like <laughs> my game doesn't matter and so it was really interesting to hear Steve Kerr say that not saying that it's necessarily like a hundred percent applicable here to the Warriors, but at the same time, kind of saying like, we're only going to get as far as, is Steph and Draymond take us. And I'm going to continue to ride with Clay and Wiggins um, and, and the guys that, that had just won a championship a year and a half ago. But then obviously you can't just take that so literally because we still need to win regular season games. And so you can do a bit of both. It's not that, Hey, Clay Thompson's bench now, he's not going to start, but it's like, down yeah. the stretch in a close game in the fourth, go to Kaminga if he's if he's exactly. the matchup against the the Trailblazers or the Thunder. And so we like to your point, we are starting to see that a little bit. Kaminga was, you know, if, if Kaminga didn't play against Portland, we would have lost. We just didn't have okay. the energy and edge. And then, you know, 24 and 12 against OKC the next game in very similar fashion. Didn't play in the first half gets uh, or, or played poorly in the first half and then gets that stretch and mid midway into the third and just takes off running and, and basically played the whole fourth. So um, I'm all about it. I think Moody pods and, and JK can each provide the versatility and, and kind of complement Steph and Draymond or whoever else is on the floor in that combination of, of clay and Wiggins and, and kind of that group of four. And I think Kavon Looney and Chris Paul, and, until they really, prove that they're kind of with it are, are kind of more specialists. They're, they're there, they're veteran presence. I mean, I love what Chris Paul has brought to this team. Um, you know, it was like three weeks ago when the Warriors defense was really bad. Paul like held an impromptu practice after the game and got the whole team participating, working on defensive stats. Like you just need that type of, of veteran presence with the group, but at the same time for the amount that you're paying him, right. He certainly doesn't have, um, that much to offer it's especially with how much he he was uh we played him early in the season I think there was talk early on like oh maybe he'll play 20 to 24 minutes you go back and look at some of the box scores there were games where he played 36 minutes and, yeah. and some of those was due to injuries and, and whatever and and you can see the benefit of Curry being fresh when he's not having to handle the ball and, and when Chris Paul doesn't play um you see Curry on the ball more and making mistakes late in games and how that kind of affects the team so uh, it will be really interesting. Like you said, going into this new year, 
Can the Warriors string together a couple good wins? You know, it's not that they have to go undefeated. They just need to show some tangible improvement in not turning the ball over, not fouling, um, continue to play off of these young guys. I mean, Brandon Pajetsky has just been an absolute revelation. Yeah, I, I love everything that this kid's been doing. And, and I actually saw um, they trusted him in, in that Thunder game at the end of the third quarter. Steph was on the floor and had the ball in his hands in the final possession with like seven seconds left. And they gave it to Pods, yep. to ISO, right? They're like, we trust you enough to take the final shot. And he made a ridiculous runner, right? He like pump faked and like did this long two runner shot that was just crazy. Yeah, so, yeah. um, you know, he rebounds like crazy. He's drawing charges. Draymond's drawing charges. I just feel like the fact that, and we're and we're starting to see the pace improve a little bit um, since the Portland game, which is something else that I think is really important. But when your offense is going up against set defenses night after night after night and, and you're playing like the tinder the timberwolves or the thunder who have good defenses like it's gonna be hard to score steph curry is gonna get double teamed and you're gonna be forced into some turnovers and you're gonna see the challenges of having looney and draymond out there but when you're able to get steals or get rebounds and get the easy buckets wiggins is getting layups instead of shooting you know tough contested twos or, or same thing for kaminga so i think that's another part of the puzzle for the challenges with this season is like, we're just not getting a lot of easy buckets. Everything is so mm -hmm. contested and so difficult and, and we just make it harder on ourselves um, and wear ourselves down more, um, you know, and, and it's like the tale of two teams. The first half we're like running the team out of the gym and then yeah. the second half, right. It's like, we're just trying to hold on for, uh, for dear life. Bro. And like, that's, that's the, it's kind of a, it's kind of a double edged sword where where you kind of have like you mentioned like just have that optionality with guys like Paws who who has been you know raved about by guys like Draymond Steph Steve Kerr even talking about how in training camp you know the kid was you know hustling and 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 making plays so um it, the the it's kind of the perfect mesh of young guys and and vets right now and um I think that you have to use that to your advantage um and and like you said you they're showing a little bit more trust um, Moses Moody. I think the last couple of weeks has been a lot a bigger staple in the rotation. Um, I just want to see, like, you know, not seeing Corey Joseph on the floor um, and and see more uh, uh, Pajemski, uh, Moody, Kuminga, trusting those young guys. And then when GP comes back, you know, you have, like you mentioned, you kind of have six guys that can fill in for those three spots. Um, and um, we've gone away from, you know, the Corey Joseph, or sorry, uh, the Chris Paul closing the last couple of games. I know he missed the last game, but – um, in the in the Blazers game, um, Kerr went away from that and and kind of had a more traditional size lineup out there. So um, I think it starts uh, it starts a there. Um, but if they can if they can make the the necessary adjustments um, and you know really just have a team like you said, just defensively, it starts it's always started on the defensive end for the Warriors um, championship teams um, and even like throughout their, this entire run it started with um you know generating turnovers getting out in transition and and really then playing that Warriors brand of basketball I think we saw it on display um in the first half against the Kings um the Clippers um we've seen you know we've seen spurts of it um but we haven't seen a full 48 minutes and that's that's really that next step for this team and um it's got to happen like now um you know starting like you mentioned Tuesday it was against Phoenix um and I think they got the Clippers again um that next or this coming up uh, week coming up so um it's 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 there for the taking. And that's, that's, what's the, that's, what's been the irritating part about, you know, some of these losses has been just consistently selling away opportunities to, 
get back to 500 or, or, you know, if you, if they find ways to, you know, not blow 20 point leads, you know, you're talking about a team that's in the, you know, fourth or fifth seed right now. So um, it, the margin for error is super small um, in the NBA. It's always been like that. So to, to get yourself over the hump, um, you have to press the right buttons and you have to take care of the basketball and, and, and uh, you know, starts on the defensive end. So I think they have the guys to do it, like you mentioned, um, but uh, you know, it's, it's, we can only go far so far. It's like saying like, we have the guys to do it, um, but they gotta, they gotta go out and show it now. So, um, you're 22 games in, you're 10 and 12, um, you're the 11th seed right now, I think, and outside looking in. So, um, things gotta change pretty, pretty ASAP. Um, but, uh, it's, it's not that it's not possible is, is what kind of, is what's kind of keeping me optimistic about, you know, how the season can unfold. Cause you know, it, it's probably gone as bad as, you could probably hope for after that six and two start. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's still early. Um, a lot of games left. Um, the schedule lightens up. Um, I'm sure going down once you start playing some of these Eastern conference teams. So um, it's just about stack, finding ways to stack W's man at, at, at this stage of the season. Don't really care how well it looks as long as you end the game with, with the W's and it's going to look different every night. Um, but it's a win. Win's a win. And that, that's really what the, 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 the mantra has got to be. Um, for the next, you know, few months until um, that all-star break. And then you can kind of start, um, you know, figuring out, uh, you know, playoff stuff and and, and guys that, that can win. But for right now, you just got to go in with every into every game with the mindset of, like, we have to find a way to win this. Um, and and they're right there. Like, it's, you know, blowing leads is not fun. But to, to get those leads, obviously, um, you know, you're doing something right. So just to, to find a way to, to not let that kind of, this stretch kind of get you, get you boggled down. It sounds like, you know, obviously they're a veteran team and they've, they've seen everything and, and been through everything in this, in this league. So um, not, not too worried, man, but uh, definitely the, 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 the sense of urgency has to be there right now. Right. And, and it's, it's challenging and frustrating because it's like, we feel so confident that, that this Warriors, this Warriors squad has a chance. And yet it's absolutely perplexing to see at the end of the game, you're up by three <laughs> you can't execute yeah, to put the game execute. away right and it's like draymond it's not it's not like oh well you were playing moody so that's why you should have you should have been had dream great draymond in there instead of moses moody the younger guy and it's like no nope, draymond just his eyes got big he went for the steal instead of <laughs> yeah. fouling um, it, uh, it, it's like those kind of mistakes it's just inexcusable as as a, as a team that's been there and done that man i like yeah you can't and it's it's the second time it's happening. I I'm always on the I've always been on the uh, the school of thought of I hate fouling up three. I think just play defense. If he makes a shot, he makes like I had no problem with the the Chet shot that he made in in uh, at Chase Center. You know, tough shot. You you, you do what you got to do, and, and you kind of tip your hat. But to to have that same kind of scenario and you still find yourself <laughs> losing that game. I, I I'm I'm uh, it was funny. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I, I laughed when that happened and. You know, once you go to overtime against a young team at home, like it was tough to tough to win that game. But for Steph to have that kill shot um, and to still lose that game, it just was like it was just a demoralizing loss. But uh, you know, it was a, it's been a demoralizing couple of weeks um, in terms of right. holding it. But um, you know, it's been uh, they'll they'll figure it out. I'm I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, and there's really only been one blowout game, which was which was also against Oklahoma City. That's when they hit. Just like everyone on their team hit all those threes. Mm -hmm. Isaiah Joe hit like seven threes. That was a 
uh 109-128. Otherwise, you look at the box score, it's like yeah, everything everything has been within 10, right? Or yeah, less. I mean um, every 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 game I think came down to a last minute uh shot or 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 stop or whatever it was. So each each matchup has been well. So you're matching up well with you know the the Thunder of the second seed, the the T Wolves of the first seed. And you know you've matched up pretty decently with both of them. Um obviously having they they've gotten the better view for I think all of them except one game. Um I think the the, the one we beat the Thunder but um yeah man i it's 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 you're at like the you're at you're probably like 90 percent of the way there um and it's that last 10 percent that's always the hardest to kind of get over that hump and um but you try you trust the guys to figure it out man like a team that has a healthy steph curry a, a healthy draymond um i i i'm still gonna rock with that till till the end of time so um it's it's just go time though you gotta you gotta put it together now right and and especially now if, if we're gonna get you know, Steve Kerr actually buying into the rotations and utilizing his roster. I mean, I think this is what we were all envisioning looking at Kaminga in the preseason being this guy who can come off the bench and get 15 points, um, you know, attacking the basket, making some plays. Yeah, he's going to have some mistakes here and there, but when he's got it going and he's hitting threes and he's out there being crazy athletic and Draymond's throwing him lobs, like that, that gets this team going. And, and if that can be dependable in, in the second half. I mean, that's going to be a weapon to help keep us engaged uh, or, or push leads a little bit further when otherwise we're kind of looking around, like who's going to step up. Are we going to feed clay? Like clay had that one stretch where he scored 10 straight um, to help us beat the Clippers. Um, but, but that hasn't been consistent. That hasn't been there. You know, Wiggins is starting to show flashes where he'll, or he'll get 10 or 12 in a quarter and all oh, Wiggins is heating up. And then, he can't, he can't get a shot to fall. Um, you know, Mo- Moses Moody, as good as he's been playing all, all year and his shots been looking great last couple games, he hasn't been knocking it down despite mm-hmm. hustling and playing defense. So you see kind of the Warriors looking around other than Steph, Hurry, Steph Curry, who can we count on for a bucket in the second half? And that's kind of where you can understand a little bit the frustrations or, or angst of fans to say, let's go get uh, Siakam or Laurie Markkinen or somebody who's a little bit younger but still proven and can get a bucket because that would help us put away games. Yeah. Or you can just flip it over and say, if, if you don't have such a thin margin for victory, because you've got 20 turnovers and you're fouling so much, um, you, you don't have to score if you stop the other team from scoring and you're, and you're exactly. taking care of the ball, right? Exactly. So there's multiple ways to, to go out and execute and win games. Um, and I, I think this team has the makings. This is the recipe. They've, they've got the different parts to be able to do it, it's just putting it all together and stringing together 48 minutes or as close to that as you can get. And like like we've been saying, we've seen 24 or 36 minutes, but but not quite a full 48. And uh, the West is tough, man. Yeah, I think yeah. in that six and two start, I was like, man, Warriors are looking pretty good for like a top three, maybe even top two. Yeah, and I'm with you. I'm with you. We're now right. it's like, hey, we're probably going to finish sixth again, like last year. And and I think that's fine. I think they totally can fine. I think get they, out of the playing yeah. tournament and just get into the playoffs exactly. and see where they land. Exactly. Just get, just get healthy and, and, you know, you you let the chips fall, fall where they may. Just stay out of that plan. And I think that was kind of the mindset going into last year, too. Obviously, um, the Lakers series was tough. It felt like everybody kind of ran out of gas towards the end. Just a tough clay uh, Wiggins pool series um, overall. But um, it felt like the Warriors were right there. I mean, even playing against that young Kings team in the first round after that insane regular season just kind of felt like a fever dream with with the punch and and just the road record and everything like that to go into the playoffs and and take a t- uh, take a, a 
a Kings team to seven games and, and win that. I think they won two road games that series. So um, once once the playoffs kind of start and come around, like the Warriors are always going to have a great shot um, just with a healthy team. Um, and I think this year's team is built better than last year's team was to to kind of survive some of those um, offensive uh, kind of stagnant moments that you see. But like you said, like you have to, it's the, the onus has to be on, you know, valuing possessions and valuing the basketball and uh, Warriors teams have passed. haven't done that. Um, it's kind of just been a staple of it, but um, this year's team has to, has to make a concerted effort to do that. But I'm with you, man. Like as long as they can get there and look, I still think this team is good for 45, 44, 45 wins, um, yeah. so, which will get them to, around last year's thing, uh, last year's record. And, and the West is kind of starting to, to mellow out. I feel like it's going to be a similar case where, you know, you've got like six teams fighting for that, you know, three, four to four to 10 or whatever it was last year. So um, you're going to, you're going to be in the mix, um, but to kind of just get over that hump and, and stay out of the, stay out of the plan, um, I think is, is a, the goal, but um, this team's proven that they can, you know, in a, in a playoff setting, go take care of business on the road. So it's really just about, um, getting there and and making sure you you stack enough wins to do that and um, you know just it starts you just I think Fitz been saying it on the broadcast but you just got to win the week and it sounds corny to, to say but it, it really is man you got to take it week by week and and just especially at this moment of the season where still early a lot of a lot of a lot of things can be fixed um, and you're right there so um, yeah man it's 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 a fun time though it's gonna be an exciting it's gonna be an exciting month or month or so kind of heading out. Closing out 2023, um, been a bit a weird year for the Warriors, obviously, just with uh, with how last season kind of unfolded um, and then how this season starting to unfold. But um, hopefully, you know, turn the page on the calendar 2024 and uh, you find yourself right back in the mix to, to to get number five, man. That's that's just the goal right now. And um, they got the squad to do it. Yeah. Ten, ten of the next uh, 14 games are at home. You've got there you go. There you go. at See Phoenix, at the Clippers. Um, home against Brooklyn at the Trailblazers, and then there you go. Literally, so like literally got, a stretch of nine home and one home uh, one away game against the Nuggets. There you go. Like that's that's just that's prime moments in the in the in the uh, schedule that you just have to take advantage of. And we'll see, we'll see, man. The the Warriors have shown that they can put together runs, and and like if 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 it comes down to that, like I'm not worried about them having to 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 stack off or uh, to rail off wins, but it, it, it has to start somewhere. And, you know, these, these blown leads and, and just selling games has to stop um, yesterday. So um, hopefully you just kind of add this like three, four day break, kind of wash away that, that loss in OKC and, and go get one against uh, the Suns, man. It's a, another team that has beaten you a couple of times this year. Um, I feel like both times were, were or I guess this, uh, the, the last one was kind of a, weird fake comeback by the young guys but again it's a team that you know you're gonna you know have to go through um at some point and and the west is like you said the west is loaded so um, yeah, that was gonna, a crazy game yeah we're gonna we're gonna have to, <laughs> gonna have to get, get 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 one one of these go our way here soon but um yeah man it should be it should be fun it should be a fun week i had a question for you do you have any do you have any thoughts or regrets around Jordan Poole now that we're kind of in this season and we can kind of see what he's doing in Washington, you know, hindsight at 2020 with based on where the Warriors are struggling, what the good and the bad we've seen from Chris Paul. How do you feel there's any reality where it's like, man, now that we've seen how things have all shaken out, maybe it would have been nice if we didn't trade him or we still feeling pretty good about that move. 
Yeah, I mean, I just think that that relationship was was at its at its end. Uh, I don't think even if Poole came back, um, that that the Draymond and his that aspect was just already gone. So I think it was just the right move to for both parties, um, give him a fresh start. Um, the Warriors kind of retool that that second unit of of how you wanted it to play. And um, I think getting a guy like Chris Paul, like you said, man, he's done a lot of good stuff um, for us. Um, I think um, in that initial like six and two start. That bench unit that he was running was was really, um, you know, they were executing on offense uh, turnovers wise. He was, he was doing a good job controlling that. Um, he's missed a few games here and there, and, and we've seen the turnovers kind of go up. So um, I think that, you know, what Chris Paul brings and and his ability to kind of play with, with the vets and the young guys and kind of just be that floor general that he's been his entire career. I think it just brings a new look to the Warriors. Um, I like how. Um, they can slow down a little bit as well um, with Chris Paul running the point and and really just getting into their sets a little better. But um, no, nah, I'm I, I love Jordan Poole. I loved him, um, you know, during his time with the Warriors. I think just a dynamic young guy that you know you just were excited to watch play. But um, just after last year, man, like just the the lack of a buy-in from from his end and and rightfully so. Like I mean, I I can't I can't speak to getting punched by a coworker or having that, but I can't imagine that you'd want to come back or and do that. So I think it was the move was necessary. Um no no regrets from my end. You know, it's been fun watching him and Kuz kind of have some of these highlights and and Jordan Poole kind of getting a, an opportunity to just go out there and hoop. Um always gonna have you know love for the kid and um you know we don't win that championship without his you know, kind of taking that third year leap and uh, but no, I'm I'm happy with the way this team's constructed. Um, I think that they, if they had this team last year, um, I think that they make some noise. Um, and and you know have a have a better ending. So, um, looking forward to seeing that unfold. But no, I'm not. I'll watch Jordan Poole here and there, but not not missing him um, that much. Yeah, and and then meanwhile, you look at you look at Chris Paul in the season. He's a second in net plus minus. Uh, Pods is actually leading the dubs with plus 50 and Paul's uh, plus 47. Um, wow. There you go. I, the, the, the eye test doesn't lie, man. Pods, Pods has looked great. And so I'm, uh, I'm not shocked at, at him being impactful in the minutes that he's playing. Yeah. I mean, sky's, sky's the limit for sky's this game. When, when that, when that, uh, Skyhook starts to fall. Oh yeah, man, he's, he's, got, he's got that down. He's got that down, and he's he's he does it pretty pretty consistently. So it, it's just a matter of time. I've seen him. I was remember watching some of his uh, his college highlights when once we drafted him, and he he would he, that was just kind of his go to shot just in the paint. So um, I'm I'm sure that you know he's gonna he's gonna have a few uh, go in here soon, and um, it's gonna it's gonna get Twitter Twitter uh, calling him the the uh, the white Kareem maybe who knows. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's nice because you see him have an impact without scoring, right? It's not yeah. like he's, he he needs to take twenty shots a game. It's it's rebounding. It's it's drawing charges on defense. It's throwing his body onto the floor, and and that's what you need, right? You need, like you said earlier, you need connectors. You need guys who are going to do all the little things and complement uh, and complement the main guys. And and so Pods is just done a beautiful yeah, man. Job. Just to like have a young guy like it, not his skill sets uh, different from Jordan Poole, obviously, just in, right. in the way they play. But you know, having a young guard that can kind of come off and and you know he's learning from Steph Curry and, and Draymond in there. And you know, I think I think having those two in in pause here, you see Steph just always kind of talking to him um, in between plays or you know after pods comes out or whatever it is. You know, Steph's kind of always in his corner, and so to see that. Um, to see the confidence that they have in, in him and and to see how it's translating onto the court, man. Like he's he's earned a spot into this rotation. Um, I think that, 
you know, coming in, we knew we had pa or Moody and Kaminga in terms of young guys that that can, you know, impact the game or impact the Warriors play, uh, you know, immediately. But to have a, the guy that you took at 19 just this last uh, summer to be, you know, play himself into a rotation piece is uh, is all you can ask for. And so, um, again, it, it comes down to Steve Kerr, you know, finding the right um, combinations to trust the vets and also, you know, let these young guys show what they can do because, they, you know, they, they're showing that they're a very talented bunch. And, um, you know, given the right opportunity, given the right, um, you know, uh, just chance to show themselves and, and, and play in some of these lineups that, that help them, um, I think can, can really help this team um, show off the depth that they have. So it, it, it's really going to be interesting to see how, you know, these minutes start to unfold as, as you get, you know, to December, January, February. And um, cause I think, I think the Warriors are legitimately like nine, you have nine, 10 guys that you can legitimately throw out there every night. And so it's just about finding the right combinations at this point. How do we feel about, Trace Jackson Davis. Obviously, you know, we talked about earlier. I mean, I'm I'm one of the biggest Looney fans is just not going for him this season. Saric has been uh, a revelation, but I mean, let's be real. Saric is a four. Like he yeah. he's out there Absolutely. as as a five and is situationally, but defensively, he, he's just doing everything he could to just keep his hands up and he grab rebounds. But offensively, he's been great. Draymond can only play so many minutes at the five. Um per per like seemed like he kind of gave him a shot in those first kind of 10 games ish. And he looked, he had some good moments. He battled Sabonis one game and held up his own. Yeah. Um, just been racking up DNPs. Do you, would you like to see TJD get in there more? Do you feel like he could bring something different to the squad with that second unit? Um, is there something else we need to do in there with the front court? Obviously, you know, Draymond's going to be year five down the stretch when the game's on the line, but to do something maybe throughout the game, um, I'm not sure. What are your thoughts? Yeah, hundred percent. I, I I totally agree with you. I think I think TJD is a, is you know a big man that we haven't really had too much of. You know, in in terms of you know we had the Bogats. Um, uh, it kind of reminds me of a less athletic Javale, a guy who can kind of be that rim runner and also uh, you know solid rim protector. Um, I, I it's kind of a weird thing with with TJD. I want to see him out there. Um, for sure. I think he can definitely like you know be that you know, solid backup five that we're looking for. But um, at the same time, a, a young center is so hard to, to, to fit in, I guess, with the Warriors in terms of just offensively um, he's, you know, limited in terms of the, in the sense of, you know, his, his feel for the game is, is still growing. And uh, I think, you know, when he's banging um, in the post and, and that, you know, just kind of get that jump hook, I feel like he's missed a lot more than, than he should maybe. And this is just, you know, um, coming off, you know, blindly just remembering what I've seen. But um, I think defensively, like you said, he did a great job um, on guys like Sabonis. Um, I think Jokic, he played him really well that, that game against the Nuggets um, that the Warriors had um, uh, on the road. So um, I think, again, he's, he's shown that he can have an opportunity to impact this team. Um, I think we, we haven't seen it um, just in terms of the leash he's been given. Um, but, yeah, with, with the way Looney's been um, – struggling is kind of a you know messed up word because i feel like he, he's he, you know you love loon but he, like you said it's just it's, it just hasn't looked the same as it has in, in years past so um I, I don't see why you wouldn't want to give your you know 22 year old center um a chance to kind of show what he can do but again like the warriors are kind of in that space of you know we already have 10 guys where we're in there so it's hard to see how he breaks into the rotation but 
I'm with you. Like I, I'd love to see what what the kid can, can bring. Um, at the very least, you know, just a guy that is another body in the paint can buy some some minutes with Draymond on the bench at, at, and to fill up that that center role. Because like you said, Saric is not uh, is not a center. He's he hasn't uh, defensively at least he can't he can't keep up. So um, to have a guy like that out there, I think it'd be interesting to see um, with some of these lineups and with uh, excuse me with Chris Paul. I think it'd be a good to good to kind of see let him kind of work with Chris Paul in like a two man game, um, little pick and roll, see see what the kid can do, and some of those bench minutes that you can just buy some more rest. But um, yeah, man, I I, I love I love the prospect though. I think he he's gonna have the opportunity to to really um, bring a bring another element of size to to a team that you know hasn't necessarily needed um, a big man um, you know throughout this run. Yeah, it's a very valid point. The, the center position is incredibly difficult to play, especially at a young age. Even for a kid who did four years in college, it looked he looked super confident his first few games. But as you see that he's been sent back to Santa Cruz, his minutes have been cut. Uh, the last few times that he has gotten out there, he's looked a little shaky. He wasn't really confident shooting the ball, wasn't able to convert. Yeah, I'd love to see him go to Santa Cruz for a couple games too, just to, you know, just to showcase just the skill set. Um, I feel like, you know, we've seen guys go down to Santa Cruz and, and have success that have come up. I think um, a guy, Lester Quinones, I'd love to see him over Corey Joseph, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like a guy where you can kind of see the body of work for a little bit and, and see how they can kind of, uh, you know, fit into to the big league team. So um, I think if, if, if TJ is not going to run um, with the team right now, um, A, it's not any knock on, on him and what he can do. It's, it's just hey, the Warriors are 10, min, 10 deep um, right now. So just finding right. that time to to develop a young guy um, that plays the center position, obviously the whole James Wiseman thing we saw, (laughs) but um, you know, with the injuries and whatnot, but um, it's hard to, it's hard to develop as a big man without like actually getting out there and playing. So I think for TJD specifically, I think like just getting some run in Santa Cruz and and seeing how he can fit and impact his team. I think the, you know, the Twitter has everybody, everybody's calling for him to, you know, get out there and I'm, I'm with you. uh, But at the same time, I, I think that, there's got to be a little bit of context in terms of, you know, what, what do you want him out there? You want him out there for a minute or two just to like buy some time or do you want him to like impact the rotation against, you know, NBA level big men who are now, you know, you guys can shoot guys can, you know, put the ball on the, on the, on the floor and, and, and can really attack you from anywhere. So um, it's, it's just going to be a, it's, it's, it's one of those developmental things where, um, you just kind of have to wait and see, and, and hopefully he gets an opportunity to show off what he can do, and uh, and and makes an impact. But I, I see the I see the vision for sure. Yeah, I guess I'm just looking at this. You know, it just continues to make me so sad to see the Warriors starting unit all be uh, negative net plus minus on the season. Yeah, even Steph, even Steph Curry's minus twelve um, at this point throughout the season. So just figuring out, you know. Maybe that's starting Saric over Looney, um, but I know that Chris Paul and, and Saric, they like that pairing in, in the second unit, so I think that that's unlikely. But just figuring out how, you know, how can we get a little bit more, um, a little bit more execution and uh, and and see some see see our you know first and third quarters open with uh, with some um, with some buckets, you know, build up a lead rather than have the second unit come in and have to do that. Um, and so it's not to say that that Curry isn't effective, but it's just more that that at least yeah, like just looking the, at the plus minus, right? The starting five just they're they're just struggling um, to get it done, and I don't know if just switching 
well, I guess, you know, if we're, if we're talking about maybe having Looney come off the bench and, and start Moody or somebody else and, and go super small, I'm, I'm not sure if that, if that works against everybody, but um, you know, I don't even know how good it is to, to just have Kevon Looney open, you know, open the game. If he's, if he's not feeling it, bring him off the bench. And I know yeah, no, Curry totally. did do that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I for like a starting lineup adjustment, if you're going to keep everybody else, I think Loon at the at the at the five, you know, you start start Draymond at the five, bring Sarich in, um, or you know, Kuminga or whoever it is. I think like you just have to get off to better starts, um, and that'll just kind of feed into you know the the flow of the game. So um, I'm with you. I, I'm I'm very much behind a starting lineup change. Um, the obvious culprit is is Loon. I just don't see Kerr benching one of Claire Wiggins yet. Um, and you know, like you said, they've both kind of had their moments where, you know, they're starting to figure it out and you get back and Loon's really only playing like, you know, 18 to 20 minutes anyway. So, um, kind of just being that, that backup center, but, um, uh, minutes wise. So, um, he would be like the, the most obvious kind of like, Hey, switch up the starting lineup, Loon's going to the bench and, and who you're going to bring in off of that. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, just with the adjustments that they can make. Um, and, and now it's really just, are they going to, and, and how does that, how does that look? So, um, right. Cause there, there's some strategy and game plan that goes in, right. Curry's talked about this a little bit, that you have to win the meat of the game. Like this, this team's too old to be down six, at the start yeah, of the fourth, yeah. right, and come back on this run on the road and and have Steph Curry hit multiple, um, you know, kill shots and then st- <laughs> and still yeah, not be able to keep, execute. You can't keep shooting yourself in the right? foot. You, you need to take advantage, right? The other team's missing missing their shots. You need to go on a run. You need to you need to d up the guy. You know, d up the shooters. You can't just give easy gimmies to the other team and expect you know, Steph to just clean everything up and erase the deficit and, and lead this team to victory night. Yeah, in, man, night and, like, and the Warriors are, the Warriors are still the standard, right? So like every, every team you're getting their best shot. Like every <laughs> team wants to beat the Warriors and beat, beat Steph and Draymond and all these guys. You've seen Ant talk about how he wants to play these guys in the playoffs. And, mm-hmm. and so they, they, you know, they're not the champs right now, obviously Denver won it last year, but you've won a championship, not like not 18 months ago. You're, you're still the, the, the face of, you know, this era in terms of like who, who's got it, who you've got to beat. And, you know, I think the guys in the league know that they know the Warriors are still, you know, they're still there with a puncher's chance. So every team, every young team is going to want to go out there and, and, and beat these guys. So you can't keep shooting yourself in the foot, you know, the league's adjusted, um, they've adapted. And so now it's on you to, to do that as well. And, um, you know, show that you've got one more, you know, one more kind of run left in the tank in these next, you know, year, two years, three years, however long this, you know, final iteration of this dynasty is going to look like, but, um, yeah, man, like, like you said, you just can't keep kind of spotting these teams, you know, 20 points off turnovers, you know, like it's, it's just not a sustainable way to win. Like, and we're seeing that, like the Warriors are, are 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 turning the ball over a lot, and they're losing by, you know, three points, five points, um, in overtime, whatever it is. Like you're 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 losing just on the margins, um, again, um, which is how you kind of did last year, um, and you're the, creating those margins yourself, um, with these turnovers. So that's like the easiest way you can look at and see, like, hey, this is how we have to clean it up, um. But again, like it's it's one of those things where it's kind of their identity as well. So like you kind of don't you don't you don't want to. 
you want to toe that line again of like just that chaos that you know you create just the way they play basketball but um there has to be a concerted effort to take care of the ball man because yeah and i'm and i'm good with the throw ahead pass that yeah, goes those too are far it's like outstretched chance but when draymond green is expecting clay thompson to cut baseline and clay doesn't cut and draymond just bounces it out of bounds i mean that's the one that it's just yeah like, and like just and you know just the the lazy pass that gets intercepted or or just you know the these guys have played together for so long that uh, right. some of it's just like, Hey, like I expected you to do this or whatever, but you know, it, it, that's not an excuse to, you know, continue mm -hmm. to rack up 20, 20 turnover games or 30 turnovers last game. So um, it's just inexcusable. Um, and it's, and it's yeah. that adapt, right. But it's yeah. everyone's caught on, right. You've been doing this for so long, right. They know split actions coming. They know Draymond's holding the ball, looking for Steph Curry. And in Draymond's mind, he's like, Oh yeah, this is muscle memory. I've done this a million yeah, times. Exactly. He needs exactly. to like, do more of the fake handoff, whatever it is. Um, we just need more advantages. I, I just remember, season, you know, the seasons past, the dynasty's bread and butter was uh, Draymond Green with the ball in a three-on-two, four-on-three, or, or 2v1, but with numbers, right? Whether yeah, that's creating. We create, we, you know, get the defensive rebound and go, we get a steal, or you get Steph double-teamed and you take that action and run and, and we're starting to see that a little bit more the last few games, but that was totally missing. Uh, yeah, the first yeah. and like, and I, I get some of it just because you know you you you're not you're an older team, so you're not going to be able to you know run up the rough run up and down as much as you can. But it starts on the defensive end, man. Like the Warriors, like you said, have always been that like, hey, we are going to create um, just a an advantage on how we're going to be able to beat you, um, and that's getting out of transition and running, and so. When when they are you know creating the turnovers when they're able to get out and transition um, you know good things have happened and so you have like now you have that balance of of youth and and vets to to find that that balance I feel like so um, again it, it comes back it just comes right back down to you know the the adjustments that that the coaching staff can make and and putting out five guys at all times that can impact both sides of the basketball um, whether steps in or whether steps out um, so you know that's I feel like back in the old days like the 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 bench units would would lean into defense and and slowing it down with with Livingston and, and Barbosa and all those guys where uh you know defensively they they were they were they were not giving up points um or or they were they weren't letting teams you know blow you know leaves as often as you know we we've been accustomed to seeing and you know the stars would come back in and and um, you know just blow the socks off the uh, the opponent so um just kind of getting back to that and leaning into your defense because it feels like every shot that you know an opponent puts up is going in at this point um and so. Yeah. Finding finding that balance and 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 again just not shooting yourself in the foot I think is the most important part to, that you can like the Warriors can control themselves and um, it's just it's it's annoying at this point to just keep seeing some of these turnovers and and you just get used to the mediocrity and you really can't do that anymore you know like you you're too you're too good of a team and you're too battle tested to to be making such stupid mistakes every night in and night out so. Um, that's that's just where I'm at with the with the whole thing, but um, yeah, no, I think it's it's very much in their control, man. Like it's, everything is is there for the taking still, and and it, it's not it's nowhere near the sky's falling, but uh, it's it's like I like I said before, man, it's go time. It's it's time to yeah. start stacking them. All right, man. Well, that uh, that Tuesday game against the Phoenix Suns certainly yeah, we'll be, be we'll be locked in, man. We got we got to get a dub and and just kind of 
get that bad taste of the, the last couple of weeks out of your mouth. Um, obviously, I think the Warriors are three and three in their last six, and and the, all three of them have been just the blown game. So it's they're they're right there. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll get another good team. I think they got the Clippers on on that Thursday of this week too. So two more you know tough games um, against teams that um, that you know you you've seen a couple times now and then should should beat. So. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting, man. But uh, yeah, Sam, appreciate you having me on, man. I'll uh, you know just share the pod and and, and uh, retweet it, all that stuff. And um, for anybody listening, uh, check us out um, at Game Six Clay. Um, Sam, always we're gonna we're gonna be reaching out to you, man, to, to hop on ours as well. But uh, you know, follow us on Twitter, um, follow us on on Spotify, all that good stuff. But um, have a conversation, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, hundred percent. And once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast. If you haven't already, please give me a follow over at Twitter. That's at SD Orlick. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. And we'll catch you on the next one.